lived your whole life trying to find the expert who will help you with your health, with your emotional wellness, and with the unhealthy cycles playing out in your relationships, your careers, and in your lives. We're here to tell you that you are the expert and you have all the answers within you to every problem you struggle with. This is Real Life Healing, and we are your hosts, Steve and Jenny Bear. All right, Jenny Bear. We are on episode two of our podcast, which is exciting. It's like, woohoo, two episodes. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be like consistent and get to 100 someday. (laughs) Okay, so what we're doing in in episode two here is we're kind of taking you down the path that we went in our journey because as you see the path that we took, you will notice that there is there are things that you can learn from uh, from the path that we walked and find a bunch of application for your life right now. So in episode two, we are talking about the story of becoming a thoroughbred. We're going to teach you how to treat yourself to be a thoroughbred. Okay, so Jenny, when we got married, both of us were like, hey, we're going to have kids pretty much right away, right? Yep. We were ready. We were ready. And um, we had our first child um, about, what, let's see, about 14 months after we got married, 13 months. And then after this first child was born, I will say, I will admit, I had a bunch of siblings who were having children at the same time, and they were all having boys. And I was like, you know what? I want to have a child that is a cousin to all of my siblings' kids. Mm-hmm. And so that was the only time that I ever thought, you know what, I mean, I want to have a kid because my other my siblings are having kids. Yeah. But it turned out that there were five boys born within... To all the parents that were eligible to have babies. <laughs> uh-huh. So five boys born and within nine months of each other. And we're like, okay, two kids. This is going to be fine. I I applied for an MBA program, got accepted... And was ready to plow through, and then what happened? Well, we had a baby coming. <laughs> we had a third baby, <laughs> and she was coming faster than the first two came. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was a wonderful experience where we're like, "Wow, you're ahead of schedule," and that's how she likes to run her life on her schedule, not anyone else's. She likes to move it along much faster than anyone else wants to. So she was born very true to who she is. Um, So that was a very interesting experience, though, because it definitely threw us into the learning experience of what what do babies do to a mom's bodies? Yes. And what does the standard American diet do to a mother's body? Mm -hmm. And... And at this point, remember from episode one, I'm still on antidepressants at this point. Mm-hmm. And so there was low energy levels. I was on the couch a lot. And then after baby number three comes, I actually am in head-to-toe pain by the time she's six months old. Worst Christmas ever. And so I finally get some answers from chiropractors, and they say, go back to your doctor and get a test for this. And autoimmune diseases are all over my body. What were they? Uh, well... Antidepressant was actually one of them. Yes. I mean, depression depression was one of them. And then it was rheumatoid arthritis and Hashimoto's disease. So all those hit me at the same time after my third was born. 
So how old were you? I was 26. <laughs> 26. 26 so years old. Young. And we had three children. Uh-huh. The three children all born within three years of each other. Yes. Our oldest child was not yet three. When the third was when born. When the third was born. Crazy. Crazy, but it taught us a lot of things. So many things. And, and today, those three kids are um, teenagers. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so wonderful. I love it. Totally, totally love it. So what it taught me was um, it's really important that it that mom is the first and foremost important person in the house. Absolutely. Because what moms end up wanting to do is we want to give everything to everybody else, and then they're so depleted. And I was totally in that cycle. I was giving and giving and giving, and, and moms give their bodies. I was totally using my body to birth babies and nurse babies and birth them again. So that was going on, and... I just had no energy. And then we were living in Arizona and, you know, so during those summer days when you wanted to keep the, the AC at 75 degrees and I was like, it's going to cost so much money. Let's kind of keep it at 78, 80. And she's like, <laughs> I was like, fine. Then I'm just going to sit on the couch all day, have dressed and I'm cranky. <laughs> <laughs> and our oldest daughter is like, so that's why all the pictures of us at that time were just in underwear and diapers and like, yeah. Yeah, you were all much. hot. <laughs> That's how it goes. So the <clears throat> So you had no energy. You had depleted everything yeah. in order to birth and nourish three these children. three kids. You've been diagnosed with I mean, the thing that really tipped you over was being diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. Because what did that make you think when you thought about arthritis? Oh, wrinkly hands. You can't move your body. I'd known people who, even as young as 19, they were walking around like they were 80 years old. And so I was like, oh gosh, this cannot be my life. I need to do something about this. And I, and I really need to do something about this fast. Um, I also was not terribly interested in conventional medicine at that point because I didn't really feel like it was going to provide a solution long term. And again, I thought it, that was a gut feeling for you. That right? was a gut feeling. And it, it if you're looking at the thought pattern, it was based on the fact that I had already been through three different antidepressants because my body would adjust to each one. So I knew that that taking medications from that point forward would be trying one and then it's not working and then you have to trial around with two or three to find another one that works. Um, and then I was really shocked to find out years later that even the NSAIDs, the non-steroidal over-the-counter drugs, they were causing spontaneous abortions in a gold standard study that came out of Canada. And I was like, miscarriages. Whoa. And that was just miscarriages and I wanted to have more babies. I wasn't going to I wasn't going to stop. Like, I really liked being a mom. I liked having children. And I wanted to have more. I knew that I could have more. I just knew I had to fix something because my body was giving me signals that clearly I was not fixing and we were depleting and we were running on empty all the time. I was just running on fumes. Absolutely. And I, I, lo I love to pat myself on the back and say, oh, I was there for you, honey. I was in the middle of an evening MBA program. I was, I was working full-time, evening MBA program, um, on the road, traveling a lot through the greater Phoenix area, driving around a lot, you know, worried about my job, worried about a number of things. I mean, not to mention the down housing market at that time. My brain was 
totally occupied on provide for family, provide for family, provide for family, that I couldn't even think about providing for the emotional and physical needs of the thoroughbred, you, the, the, the okay, mother. Okay, so let's talk about why I we bring that word into this being. Yes. Okay, so I remember reading a book and because I really wanted to pay attention to what needed to happen to a woman's body. And there was a wonderful book written by a midwife, and she describes the horse, that her dad had this thoroughbred horse that needed this gold standard diet to produce foals that would be equal to what mom had been raised as. This thoroughbred horse. And this and is so, the book, Powerfully Pregnant, right? This is Powerfully Pregnant. Highly recommend. Mo, totally recommend it. So because of that, I was like, wait. The book goes on to say, women are not treating themselves like they're thoroughbreds. That they need to have this top of the line, highly nutritious meal plan. We're taught that we could eat anything and still have a successful baby. But then I'm also learning that sugar increases the risk of bleeding and excessive bleeding at childbirth. And I was learning all this stuff and I was like, whoa, this is huge. This is really important for moms to know. So it became really important as I was looking into all this food stuff that I needed to change my diet. I needed to put my needs first. I needed to make sure that I was getting the top of the line nutrition. I needed a supplement. Most people don't think they need to supplement if they're eating a great diet. And I had started this fantastic diet and was doing really well. And then I was introduced to supplements and I was like, yeah, right. I don't need those. And then I found out just how desperately I needed them. A mom alone is going to provide so many fatty acids to her baby during the brain development, the nerves development in utero, that she's going to deplete every one of her stores. And that leaves mom with no brain food after pregnancy to function. And more susceptible to postpartum depression, regular, just normal depression because they yeah. don't have the, the brain food. And do you know there's even the thing called um, pregnancy depression? Like postpartum depression actually is happening during pregnancy. And it's because all that nutrition is going to the baby and there's not enough coming in mom's mouth to feed mom. So her brain gets depleted. And so you take all that and wrap that up. And my brain was like fried. There was nothing. So I have had to take supplements for years just to make sure I have what I need because I wanted to keep having babies. You know, we ended up with seven, which meant that I was by number four. I was like, okay, we are going to gold standard myself because this, I am worth it. Mom is number one worth it. Mom is the one who is giving everything to procreate this baby and in order to have these babies that are so highly nutritious and toxin-free, we got to make sure mom's got the best. Absolutely. The best of the best. <clears throat> now, when you were... So, we're, I, remind me of the story because when you were thinking about having a diet change... Is that when Judy came into our life and introduced that book to you? I was the... not thinking of a diet change. So the book came first. The book came first. And that was what tri that that clued you in that you needed. Okay, so the book we're referring to yeah. is Breaking the Food Seduction by Dr. Neil Bernard. Because, um, so I'm now testing positive for rheumatoid arthritis. I'm in head-to-toe pain. It's hard to move. What do I do? So I got on my knees. And I was like, God, you've got to show me. 
a way that's better than medication. And Judy came into our lives and she gifted me the book. She's like, you just keep it. You take it home. I'll get myself another copy. And I just cried because that was this huge moment of generosity for me. I know the price of a book is not that much, but when you're already stretched thin emotionally, any amount of giving, any amount of generosity, generosity is huge. So I took it, I read it and it said, Hey, change your diet. And in this particular book, it said, go vegan, go plant-based, whole food plant-based, and it'll take care of a lot of what you've got. And I did. And oh my gosh, it radically changed our lives. Yeah. You were a little skeptical. Yeah. Well, (laughs) so at this time in our, in our marriage, I, I mean, she, she basically, she reads the book and she's like, honey, I need to change. I need to radically change my diet. And my first thought was, okay, well, maybe she's just going to do this for a little while and then she'll kind of, you know, it'll be kind of a whim, kind of a capricious, we'll do this for a little while and then she'll be back to normal. Little does he know who I am. (laughs) I have radically changed so many things about our marriage and the way we raise our children. And and, and I was, we we were only married for four and a half years by that time. So I I didn't get the You were still learning. Still still didn't know the full picture of what I had on my hands. So you're thinking, oh, she'll just go buy some ingredients. She'll do her whim, and then I'll have all this ingredients that'll just go waste. And what actually happened is it completely changed our lives because it set off a chain reaction of transformational health events that took us from one level to the next level to the next level. And we'll go through all those different levels as we go through the podcast, but that first level was the nutrition element Mm -hmm. and this goes beyond salad i love to tell people you can't salad your way to happiness or to health (laughs) you just can't yeah you gotta know where your macros and micros are coming from but if you don't even i didn't know how to go look for macros and micros all i knew was plant-based whole food and i was like okay here's the recipes here's meal planning i can do this and i did and it keep going it radically changed how we live like I just that diet, I started doing this natural food detox, an like, a natural elimination diet, basically. No, it was a detox diet. It was <clears throat> detoxing the body. Quinoa is detoxing to the body, so it was just go. It was slowly just cleaning me out, and it was phenomenal. I lost weight. I got energy back. You didn't. Yeah, and this is where it's funny because. This is, this is why we're really careful to say, hey, listen, folks, there's not a one-size-fits-all nutritional plan. Nope. And there's not a one-size-fits-all lifestyle. There are lots of different tools that you that you can incorporate in basic principles. Like, yes, you need your supplements, and yes, you need some good enzymes to help digest your food. But the food that you eat and don't eat is going to depend on, on who you are. And the process of learning what to eliminate is going to be your own process. Yes. So for, for you, Jenny... You, the, the, the book basically promised go plant-based for 30 days and you will feel less pain and more energy, um, like guaranteed. Yeah, it wasn't even 30 days. It was 21. <laughs> it was 21 and I was feeling better in 14 and I felt so good. I was like, I can never go back. I don't want to go t- back to all that pain. I don't want to go back to all that brain fog and fatigue. And that's what you said. And then every so often you'd kind of experiment a little bit here and there. You'd say, okay, well, you know, I'll have 
this ice cream at the family gathering or I'll have this hamburger. And every time you had animal products. I had pain either within one day and it could last up to three weeks. It was awful. And then there were some times where I would just turn around and vomit because my body was like, dude, wake up. I told you no. And just immediately expel it. And I was like, whoa, like I got immediately punished for eating the foods that were no longer supportive. Right. And so Jenny immediately started losing significant weight from going plant-based. Now, I want to pause in this moment and actually ask you, the listener, to ponder on this idea of going plant-based. And ask yourself just kind of generally within within your body, within your kind of system, do I need to go plant-based. Now let that kind of sink in and see if you felt a uh-huh or an uh-uh or if you felt a kind of a, a sensation in your body that would indicate yes or you might have you might feel no. But I just want to pause and actually invite anybody who's like, "Wait, this could plant-based could be the exact situation." It could be pretty fantastic. And I did recently recommend to a gentleman that I was coaching that with all the body pain he's feeling, he needed to go plant-based for six months. Yeah. I'm like, this is not for the rest of your life, but for six months, it's going to eliminate, it's going to slowly detox your body of things that are just causing inflammation. Now, in full disclosure, in our home, we are uh, 99.5% dairy-free. Like, we don't buy anything with dairy. We don't buy dairy, but the kids will get it at grandma's. Sometimes. They'll get like a pack of M and M's somewhere. Or, you know, they'll get a little candy here and something there. where dairy is incorporated. The other thing is that um, I found that it really matters on where you live. That if you're eating according to the food that's available in your area, your nutrition levels are going to change. It was super easy for me to be vegan in Arizona. It's hot. Yes. Like we, I smoothied my way through an entire pregnancy because it was just the only thing I could get down. Yeah, and eating a eating a big, you know, big hamburger at the the summer barbecue in Arizona is it's like disgusting. <laughs> it's like this huge chunk of food that just languishes in your gut. <laughs> totally. And yet, when we moved to Washington State, I could feel the chill of winter, and my body said, "You need red meat," and I was like. Oh my gosh, that is the most disgusting thought (laughs) on the face of this earth. Why would I eat red meat? But I decided to follow my gut and I would put that in my mouth and it would taste so good. Just enough, like just one hamburger, never two. I never needed to go overboard, but just one was enough because I was growing baby boys. I was in a Northern climate and it was winter. Like that's what my body needed. Yeah. And what's, what's funny is our fourth child also born in Arizona, um, on a on a vegan diet. She was completely like, that was a completely plant based yeah. pregnancy. Yeah, and that little girl uh, is our most vegetarian child of all of them. <laughs> She's like, eh, I can pa- like I could pass. On, she can pass on. She can make it pass on meat any day, except for when we're having hamburgers. She likes hamburgers, but other than that, she's like, eh, no chicken, no whatever. And then the next two pregnancies were two little boys in Washington State, northern climate, like you said. Um, you felt like your body needed more red meat, so you ate more red mm-hmm. meat. There's a, there's this iron that yeah. you need from red meat. Yeah. And so I made sure my red meat was as clean as I could possibly get it. I'm still putting myself on a gold standard of 
even yeah. even the meat I was eating. Because you're the thoroughbred. Um, sometime in this process, that's when we're like, you know what, we got to get more organic food. And I remember thinking, there's no difference, Jenny. We just need to buy whatever, buy the cheaper stuff. And then I got to the point where I could taste the difference between the organic apple that we pulled off of our the our friend's tree in Arizona. Sorry, not the apple, the orange. The organic orange that we pulled off our friend's tree and the one that we bought at the store. I was like, there was a complete difference in taste. Yeah. There was a difference in taste in lettuce, in carrots and celery. Uh, I mean, you just... And you knew that while you were spending more money to buy it, you were eating less. Yeah. You were consuming less because there was more nutrition in it. Yeah. So, and then, and then I mean, <laughs> I've almost stopped eating... Uh, you know, eating meat at other, at, at out to eat establishments, unless I know that it was a happy cow. We can talk, you know, for a whole podcast. You thought it was a little weird when I started telling you I I could taste a happy cow. When I was pregnant, I was like, that was a happy cow. Oh my gosh, that cow was like sick and diseased and full of cortisol. I don't want to eat from that place again. And you thought I was crazy. I did. And then you learned to taste it. I learned to taste it. And I was like, oh my gosh, there is a difference between the organic grass fed beef and the crap that you get from you know, your, your neighborhood Kroger store. Yeah. Oh man, and I <laughs> and so uh, you know, in full disclosure, you know, we we're as a family, we're like ninety. I mean, ninety five percent of nine nine meals out of ten are completely vegetarian, vegetarian, plant based. Um, and then uh, you know, the we'll have the occasional meat, mostly during colder times of year. And so as the season changes into the warmer uh, time of the year, we tend to eat less and less meat. We buy it less. And since we're recording this in the middle of a meat shortage, in the middle of the late spring going into summer, that's good timing. <laughs> good timing great for meat timing. shortage. <laughs> so if for anyone who might live in a climate that's around the Utah latitude or higher, this is what we found that worked really well. So in the summer, we will, we will go through two or three watermelons a week. Yes. We love watermelon. We love our salads. We don't even eat a lot of bread in the summer. And then as soon as the fall hits, we're into breads and legumes. We're grains and legumes in the fall and in the spring. And in the winter, that's when we get into more of our meats. Yeah. Because that's we've just found this cycle with our bodies that we're that's what our bodies crave. And it's clockwork. It's almost like I could change my recipe book. And say, these are the recipes that will be used from April through June. And then once June hits, we're going to change our recipes one more time. Because we just don't eat a lot of grains in the summer. But right. boy, are they part of our lives through the rest of the year. Yeah. And I mean, even as you go through this process of feeding the thoroughbred. I mean, this is the, the name of this podcast episode is Feeding the Thoroughbred. Um, you know, you, you start by saying, okay, mom's the thoroughbred. We're going to take care of her. And then for you husbands... And men that are listening to this, at some point, you've got to realize that you also are a thoroughbred. And you can't, you know, put all of this energy into your, into your wife. And then hide chocolate milk in the toilet. <laughs> I always, I always joke that I had a flask of chocolate milk in the, in the toilet tank, <laughs> which never actually happened. It was no, always, it was a, good always joke. a great joke. <laughs> he was like, I got to eat my snacks. He would go to work and he would have all his candy and garbage. Yeah. And go out, to eat, go out to eat with a colleague or coworker, and it's like that was my opportunity to just kind of eat whatever I wanted. Eat and binge. Eat. I didn't have to be restricted anymore. Yeah. But then you get to the point when you realize, wait a minute. You're just as important. Uh huh. 
just as important to the process. And even the energy of going out to eat will linger with you when you go home. You just won't be as energized as the rest of the family. And you'll start noticing the big differences. Yeah, so that's the message for today. Feed the thoroughbred. You are the thoroughbred. Take care of yourself. And you it are starts, worth it. It starts with that foundational nutrition. And that's, I mean, that's just good food. That's before we even talk about supplements. We'll talk about that another time. Um, so that's a great message. I think we covered a lot of it for now. Um, I'll, I'll, as always, um, feel free to connect with us on social media, Instagram, Glow with Jenny, Instagram for me, Wellness Dadvocate, um, uh, Facebook, Jenny Bear Coach, uh, also Wellness Advocate, the Wellness Advocate on Facebook. Um, but you go to our website because that's where you'll find everything. Steve and Jenny us or us Steve and Jenny us and um, and we're happy to you know to connect with people on a one-on-one -on -one basis we are not the kind of health and wellness and life and healing coaches that want to give you this one-size-fits-all just you know get here on the on the conveyor belt and we're gonna push you out on the other side and you're gonna be great this is a very one-on-one -on -one personalized experience everything's personalized and we love building relationships we are relationship builders like we love connecting with the right people and so if the things that we we're saying are resonating with you we invite you to reach out and connect with us thanks talk to you later